0: good morning everyone welcome to the tuesday october 13th edition of the mma ob daily podcast i'm your host as always adam martin and i'll be taking you guys through the latest in the world of mixed martial arts and i'm joined by my co-host here cole shelton we've got a big show for you guys today we'll be recapping this past weekend's ufc fight island five card we'll be recapping uh bellator paris and we'll be previewing ufc Fight island six uh, as well as a couple fight announcements, some news but mostly it's going to be recaps on previous days. So Cole, how's it going? It was Thanksgiving yesterday. How are you, man? I'm doing well, how are you? I'm good, I'm in my new office down here, guys. So hopefully you guys like it. Um, work in progress still, obviously, but I think it's a little bit of an upgrade from what I was working with. So hopefully you guys like it. Got my old round five figures on the wall here. I think it looks pretty cool. It's almost like it's almost like a poster it's of its own or a collage or something like that. So hopefully it's pretty cool for you guys, But. Again, we're here to talk about fights, so let's get right into it, Cole. I'll start with uh, UFC Five this past weekend's card. Honestly, a pretty tough card. I mean, a lot of upsets on this card, a lot of fights that I didn't really see playing out the way they did, but uh, definitely a good card. I just wanna get this comment really fast because its it was Thanksgiving yesterday. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Hey, that'd be Thanksgiving to you too if you celebrate for Canadian. If not, you're American and you celebrate next month, that's cool too. But let's talk about this card, Cole. So main event of the evening, um, Man, uh, Corey Sanhagen gets the knock spinning wheel kick, knocks Marais down, fins it with punches. I'm okay with the stoppage. I mean, I, I don't yeah. really see – yeah, I don't agree with people complaining about the stoppage. Now, the question is, where is this put, Sanhagen? Obviously, I, I still think he's below Aljamain Sterling, and I think that it would be an absolute travesty if he got a title shot over Sterling. That would be an absolute joke having said that cole i wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get the tell shot it just seems like there's something going on with the ufc and sterling is it a contract issue is there something else going on do they not like his style more grappling based style i don't know what's going on Cole. 100 should be sterling in 100 but the fact it hasn't been booked yet cole and he's been asking since june for this fight kind of worries me a little bit if i'm if i'm sterling i'm a little bit worried right now do you think stan Hagen could jump in and
1: uh and get it no just because that. They fought like what three months going. I know, them we're,
0: rather easily lately, Cole. You know, it is an MMA.
1: I can't see that happening. I thought if Marais won, I thought Marais is going to lead Prague Sterling, but
0: yeah, if Marais had won, possibly because he had the head to win over Sterling and obviously he had the win over Aldo in his last fight. and He kind of got screwed this year with COVID and everything, too. And then the, the Yan fight fell off in Kazakhstan. He was supposed to fight Yan, as you talked about in your interview with him, Cole. So to me, he kind of got screwed a little bit, but he is uh you know still a good fighter in this division but clearly he's not at the same level as a couple of these other guys right now like sanhagen is a special guy man he's 511 he has this long reach too so he's a very special fighter i think for 135. i agree with you Cole. i think it should be sterling but i'm not
1: gonna be surprised if they actually give it to sanhagen man i'm mocking yep tj dillish january for sanhagen or for no for i wouldn't be surprised if he got a title shot right away maybe maybe that'd be so bad i don't think they would like sterling almost like they're they don't like sterling
0: dude i don't know why though because he seems like you know he's a marketable guy he's a great fighter i know he had some boring fights early in his ufc run but the last bunch of fights they look, just looked great so i don't get it cole i mean this guy literally every day is on twitter saying hey when am i going to fight peter yan doesn't get the fight book it's kind of weird i don't know when they're going to put that fight in kevin scott's got a comment new backdrops throwing off yeah get used to it man i'm in your room now so Got to work on some stuff here, lighting and the background still a work in progress, but I, I think it's a small upgrade, so hopefully you guys like it. All right, so yeah, as far as that card goes, uh, I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about that fight, Cole, or you want to go through the rest of the card here? No, we can go through the rest. All right, one second. All right, so that was, I mean, that was an important fight for the division. Now, the co event, Barboza and Amber County, I'm surprised that Mercati survived a full three-ounce call. He got dropped, I think, two or three times with punches, like straight punches, too, from Barboza, who looked outstanding in this fight. In my opinion, right now, Barboza's on a 3 uh win streak. I don't I don't think he was really on a 3 fight losing streak. A lot of people were... That's why I think the line was in heavier equal. I think it should have been, like, minus 400 for Barboza in this fight. Like, I love the matchup for him, but as we saw, it was, like, minus 280, I think, or close. To me, like, that was there's still value there on him as a big favorite just because the style matchup... The striking was such a big difference here, and, and like I said, I think he's on a three-fight win streak. I think he beat Paul Felder. I think he beat Danny. So to me, he's still fighting at a high clip right now. Um, love watching this guy fight. You know, you look at the division, some other matchups in this division right now. He's I think 14th, um, yeah, 14th. So you look at the guys right ahead of him. I think that's fair to look at. Ryan Hall, Sadiq Yusuf, those are good fights. Shane Burgos is a good fight. I think any of those fights work. Cool. Josh Emmett's a good fight. Um, Steven's Stevens's book that would have been a good fight Calvin Cater I know he's probably wanting a title shot but if he wants to stay busy that'd be a great fight that'd be a great main event any of those fights make sense is there one fight that you like in particular for Edson?
1: yeah I don't know if he's gonna get that high. I don't think Calvin Cater is gonna fight below him again he already did the UFC a favorite fight and below him I think he wants like a Holloway, someone like that hmm I mean like Josh Emmett when he comes back wouldn't be a bad fight like somewhere around that thing like I think he's probably might not even get on the top 10, like a, like a Arnold Allen, Jeremy Stevens winner, like a Shane Burgo, something like that. Like, I don't think he's shooting in that top five that he wants. I, I just think
0: those guys are going to be like probably fighting again, like Arnold Allen fights once a year, Cole, so I don't even think you could even include him in the conversation, like literally fights once a year. I like the guy, but I would look for someone who's really active. Um Yusuf or or Burgos, I think would be good fights, but we'll see either way. He, he's great uh, next up you know what Cole this was a pretty entertaining fight honestly Like, I was surprised how much volume Ben Rothwell threw in this fight he did lose the decision here to Tybura. Tybura did what he had to do in the third round to get the win I don't blame him I mean he got he got the takedown he, he wrote it out for the decision but the first call round are actually pretty exciting I'm just pulling up the stats here because like Ben Rothwell oh my god Cole he threw 276 significant strikes he landed 89. Tybura threw 183 he landed 94 so obviously the accuracy much in tibera's favor but Pretty good heavyweight fight, Cole. I think a lot better than what we both expected, huh?
1: Yeah, I thought this fight would be a boring fight. So just like clinch against the fence, not money punches thrown. But I didn't know. Really, it was a, obviously the third round. Tupper did what he had to do. But I did not expect that kind of output from Ben Rothwell in the first round. He never does that. Either. And unfortunately, he kind of
0: got tired in the second and third rounds. Lost the decision. But
1: it is what it is. Just uh, because du- Duplessis
0: gets a nice UFC debut win here over Marcus Perez, gets the knockout. I thought Perez looked really good in the first couple minutes of the fight, but got caught. First knockout loss. school, one of those shots that, like, landed behind his ear, man, and caught him, and and uh, Duplessis put him out. He is a South African fighter. I think that eventually the UFC's got to go to Africa. I think it'd be nice to, for them to go to South Africa. I'm surprised they haven't gone yet, Cole. This guy would be, I think, one of those guys in the card. So I think that, you know, with him, Nagano, Adesanya, I think there's a lot of really good fighters from Africa right now. Uh, were you impressed by this guy's
1: performance? I actually wasn't too impressed. I didn't, I thought he was going to look a lot better. He didn't look very good in the first half minutes. He obviously landed the knockout punch, but I, I was surprised he finished Marcus Perez Perez is a tough guy. Like he doesn't get knocked out, but I thought his strike would be a lot better than what it was. It was just kind of one of those punches that just landed him at the right place. But earned, that first three minutes, I didn't think he looked very good.
0: Right. Right. I agree with that too. Uh, Tom Asperdell gets the win. I mean, not much to say there easy fight for him. He's got to get a step up. call. Like he really should be fighting. T- like, I'd like to see him fight Tabura. I think that'd be a really good fight. If he can't beat Tabura, he's not as good as we thought he was. Let's be honest. So Tiberiu's like that gatekeeper right now. I think it'd be a good fight. I would pick Aspinall there too. I would pick him against most guys right now. I think he's really good. Fast hands, a lot of power. Um, Opening up the main card. Ilya Tapuria defeats of Zalal by decision. Big ups. Uh, not big ups according to odds, plus 135, but in my mind it was a big upset considering Zalal had three wins this year. So. I know that you didn't really see that one coming, Cole. what you think of this Tipuria guy?
1: Yeah, he impressed me. I thought that I was really hands on law He looked really good so far at the UFC. I thought this is another good matchup for him, but man, Tipuria he's someone to watch out for undefeated guy and a win over his league, you saw He just kinda of steals Zalal's hype. Like and he's yeah. someone that I would be surprised he gets a pretty not a ranked guy, but like a notable name next time out. He does. I mean Zalal went
0: three fights and they're they don't they're meaningless now 'cause Tupuri beat him. So I, I was pretty impressed. Going down to the prelims here tom breeze great fight here for him uh man it's hard to know what's going on with tom breeze like sometimes you know he's got the issues he's talked about very openly with his mental health and stuff and that's affected him cole he's had to pull out of fights because of that so for him to come in here and have a tremendous performance I guess, against against buler i know buler had no ufc fights and honestly like this was me and cole both picked him and it was it was pretty much a fade on, on breeze and i think a lot of people were fading breeze here so it is what it is, but I, th- I thought Breeze looked outstanding, Cole. Gets the win with a jab. He knocks Bully down with a jab and finishes it off. You don't see a jab lead to a finish very often. I think it was the best performance of
1: his career. What do you think? Yeah, he still looked good, but he's still selling, like, next time out, I'm still going to have to think about fading him. Just because you don't know what Tom Breeze shows up. Like, you'd get that Tom Breeze that shows up, or you get the one that showed up against Brendan Allen that didn't want to be there, didn't throw anything, and just kind of went up, got hit once, and just fell down to the, like the canvas and didn't really bother fighting like that's the with tom breeze like he's been open which is great about his mental health issues but when you're picking and betting fights it's kind of hard to i just personally wouldn't bet his fights anymore just because you don't know what tom breeze is going to show up
0: yeah, it's tough sometimes for sure. Um, Chris Dawkins, another big upset here over Ra- Rodrigo Nascimento. I told you, Cole, this guy had a chance to win. I should have picked him, guys. My bad. You know, once in a while, I'll have one of these dogs that like, I really have a good chance, uh, good feeling about. They have a good chance, but this chicken out at the end. And this was one of them. Cool. I thought he looked outstanding, man. Two straight wins in the UFC. He actually had lost a lot of weight, I think, from his first fight. In two months, he lost a lot of weight. Look like a different guy. My question is, can he get to 205? Because I don't think he weighed that much. I think he was like 227 or something. Do you think his his future's at two hundred five? Cool.
1: I don't know. Maybe he just wants to be one of those faster heavyweights. I think two twenty sevens are like a lot of where a lot of heavyweights want to be like that two third range. I think he's going to stay heavyweight. He's super fast division. I think he can pick apart a lot of these slow heavyweights. And he showed he has a lot of power. Like he was that Parker Porter win. I didn't really take much into it. I didn't. But this win is pretty impressive. Naswendo was an undefeated guy, and to drop him and finish him that quickly was pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, I was super impressed too. He looked good in this fight. Um, next up we had. The knockout of the year for sure. Some people call it knockout, best knockout of all time. Now, we got to talk about this fight for a minute here because obviously it was an incredible knockout. As soon as it happened, I was my jaw dropped. Cold. I'm still like, wow. Like I, It was an incredible knockout because the thing that's special with this knockout is uh, Buckley had thrown his left kick to the body of Impa who grabbed it. And usually when that happens, it leads to a takedown a lot of the time where a guy just you know pulls his leg back he threw his other leg around spun jumped and kicked the guy right in the face in the air and knocked him out cool i mean this was an incredible ko i didn't see it coming guys i really not see this one coming i i really liked Impa in this fight and you know i still like Impa a lot going forward i think it's a fight where he got caught i think he'll be good going forward he's a guy that doesn't have a lot of fights anyways like he's got to learn from these fights but for buckley you know i just wrote an article it's ma rings.net cole my question is is this his star making performance? Is this gonna turn into a superstar because it's viral right now or is this a 50 minutes of fame moment what are you thinking with this guy
1: i think to be a star you got to win a lot of these fights i don't think buckley is like that elite fighter where he's gonna start top 10 top 5 like fighting for the battle of the middle of the division like i think he's gonna be an all right ufc fighter he's gonna win some he's gonna he's gonna win more than he loses but he is gonna lose his fair share of fights like we saw against kevin hall and he lost like I think this is obviously, he's going to get a big push in his next fight just because of the viral. He's going to be on the main card in his next fight. They're going to promote him just because of that. But I don't really know if he's going to be that superstar just because I'm not sure of how high level he actually is and how far he can go in this division. I agree. I mean, it's the, I'm happy for this guy. I'm glad he got the win. seems
0: like a nice guy. I went to his Instagram. He just had a kid like two months ago. People are forgetting though. He got brutally knocked out by Kevin Holland in August school. Like it was a really bad knockout. There's no way anyone would have thought two months later, this guy would have the best knockout of the year. I mean, that could have been the best knockout of the year. His mouthpiece, remember that one Cole? His mouthpiece went flying through the cage. So to me, this guy is a a decent fighter, but he's lost three times already. I think he's 10 and three now or 11 and three. It's, I mean, he's okay. He's got skills. Like he's getting better, obviously as we saw in this fight, but I, I just, I'm not sold on him as like a superstar, but I look back to 10 years ago cole edson bar it was 2011 so nine years ago edson barboza knocked out terrietta and it was i i still think that's arguably the best knockout ever the spinning wheel kick at ufc 142. like to me that's still a jaw-dropping moment now the question about uh, that i have here is will he be uh, a hori masvidal where he uses this crazy knockout and turns into a superstar because masvidal before that fight with and cole he was a good fighter he was never a star then he turned to a superstar Will that happen in this guy? Or is he going to have a career like where he has a great career, never a champion, but always like a top 15 guy. I think that'd be a great career if that's what the career ends up having. Cool. So to me, this, this is the kind of knockout that will buy him a a long leash with the UFC. They'll keep him around for a long time. I think, but I don't see, um, a future champion here. I hope I'm wrong though. I will say that I hope I'm wrong. And I've been wrong about many guys. Like if you asked me five years ago, I would have never thought Jan Blachowicz would be a UFC champion. There's no way in hell. There's a lot of guys that come out of nowhere and become champs, Cole. I think this could be a guy potentially, we really have no idea, but clearly a very special knockout um, knockout of the year, no doubt about it. I don't think it's the best knockout of all time. I think people tend to go crazy in the moment and I do the same thing. So I get it, but cool. I think if you look, you compare it to some of the other ones like Anderson Silva versus Vitor Belfort or Holly Holm versus um, Ronda Rousey. I think those are a little, little bigger. Um, so would you put it the best all time top 10? Like where
1: would you put it in that list? I think it's for sure in the top ten, top five. I think. I problem is there's been so many you have to kind of look back. You, I know. It's definitely knock of the year. I don't think there's gonna be a better knock of this year if there is. It's that's gonna be incredible. But man, what's crazy is we probably had the knock of the year at KSW that switch kick. Yeah, that was
0: sick too. Yeah.
1: And then all of a sudden, like two hours later, we get this thing, and everyone just totally forgot about that kick.
0: I know. I love when that happens. It's like the uh, the same night Henderson and Shogun fought. And over at Bellator, Alvarez and Chandler fought two of the best fights of all time the same night, like an hour apart. So yeah, I agree. I mean, it was a great knockout, but I think people are getting a little bit carried away. I mean, it's it's still walking Buckley. He's still a guy that struggled a little bit in Bellator. I mean, let's let's be honest. He's a guy that was struggling in Bellator. So I mean, is he is he a superstar? I don't know. But I think that for this knockout, it's special. Dana White gave him the fifty Gs. He also said that he was he's it was a two two hundred thousand dollar knockout. We didn't see any of that money, but I wouldn't be surprised, Cole, if they did give him an envelope behind his back, behind our backs. Um, you know, he hasn't said much, but I feel like they probably slipped him something and they better have, let's be honest, because that knockout, we plan on highlight reels for years to come. And it's a shame that these guys don't really own the rights to that stuff. Obviously the UFC owns the rights to a Cole, but you know, if you're walking Buckley, that's something that you'll have, you know, playing in your mind forever and your family will see that forever. So it was a special knockout. Turn up at me, Adam and Cole, what's up? Hope you catch the best. The average check out best eventing sports, sister set five guys. You did mention that a couple of weeks ago. Hope you're well, man. Uh, I'm assuming you're in your beating, bro. But uh, regardless, I hope you're enjoying the show. Uh, a couple more fights, here. Let's get through real quick. Uh, Tony Kelly defeats Ali Al Kiesi. Really good fight here. Tony Kelly wins a decision in this fight. Uh, your boy, Jigga Chikatsi, picks up the decision winner over, over uh, Omar Morales. Four straight wins on the USC for this guy. He's an underdog every fight goal. He is a really underrated guy. And like i said once i saw your interview with him last week cole i was like i am not betting against this dude i stayed away i'm glad i stayed away even though i did pick morales um tracy cortez wins a decision over stephanie Eger. i i cannot believe the line closed at minus 147. she should have been minus 300 at least in this fight this was an easy matchup for her. it's pretty much the only fight I, like bet in my head uh the way it played on the cage played out perfectly that in the barboza fight this was a tough card man and then the first fight of the night, another great fight actually uh Tajir defeats Bruno Silva. He's lost three straight fights, not Silva, so but I think they'll keep him around. The guy's really exciting. That was a great fight. Any thoughts on those about four or five fights I just mentioned cool? Giga looked
1: good. I did not expect him to win. And then Tris Cortez, I still understand that line. Like,
0: yeah.
1: I, it made no sense to me. Like, I thought she would win exactly how she won. But yeah, it pretty good fight. I giga, though, he's man. I loved he was every underdog in every single fight except Irwin Rivera, which took it on like four days' notice. You know, the understand? But man, I'm mean, like I kept on fading him just cause I was worried about his ground game, but he like, he looks like he can keep it on the feet and on the feet. He's probably one of the better strikers at featherweight. Yeah. No, his, his striking is outstanding. His, his grappling look
0: good. I mean, that's when I was watching your interview, he was talking about, um, who's his main hit training partner, Darius, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's training with an amazing training partner who's an amazing grappler and amazing striker. No wonder these guys are getting better. Cole. It's like in Bellator. Let's go right to Bellator. Now we'll talk about it for a couple minutes here. We both talked about this. Um, Tim Johnson working with Francis and gone on those guys in Vegas. He picks up a split decision win over Chi at Congo call. Listen, it wasn't the most impressive performance. Obviously it's just a split decision. Didn't get a KO, but I think you'll probably get the title shot
1: with Ryan Bader. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. I think, what three straight wins underdog and all three and i've picked him in both i didn't pick him against fortune just because he was off the back track. Like, oh man, no i mean I, there's no way I, <laughs> I did pick him with Mitro and congo which are kind of not many people were picking them but i like what he's done like obviously i didn't put much stock in the minikov loss he took that fight in like 10 hours notice minikov's guy you can't take a fight on 10 hours notice the congo yeah. one like he just got caught it is what it is and that so really, I look like he truly only has, to me, one loss in Bellator. Like, the Minakov, I just totally throw away, but yeah. he's looked good. It's a fresh matchup for Bader. Bader is going to stay in heavyweight now that he lost late heavyweight. Yeah. Belt. And it's going to be interesting just because Johnson's a good grapple as well. I do favor Bader in that fight a lot, but he definitely deserves that title shot.
0: Yeah, I agree with that as well. Uh, Michael Page defeats Ross Houston. It was a split card. We'll just talk about some of the big fights in this card. Uh, Boring fight call. Super boring. It's yeah. another boring performance by Michael Page. This guy just bores me. I mean, I'm not trying to be a hater. I know t- I'm sounding like it guys, but he's a boring fighter in my opinion. He fights cans and when he fights guys that are decent, he, he doesn't look as good. I'm just not excited about Michael Page call at all. And I-, I feel like a lot of people, fans and media have soured on this guy. Like the comments after the fight were not very um, appealing towards him. I-, I posted a tweet saying, you know, this was not a great performance. It got like so many likes and retweets. I was surprised. People are just, they're kind of souring on this guy. Well, they're tired of him beating up cans. And then when he fights decent fighters, he just doesn't look the same. What are your thoughts on Michael Page? Man? I'm honestly not too impressed with this guy.
1: Yeah, that's the problem with Page is people complain when he fights cans, when he puts on those highlight real knockouts, and people complain when he gets to step up and his fights are boring. It's like, if you're gonna complain about Michael Page anyways. Like, I think I'm in the, uh, the group that just give him those cans, get him those highlight real knockouts. He's proven he's not uh, going to be any. Like, he beat Paul Daly. Okay. That was a really close fight. Lehman yeah, knocked him out. Yeah. Ross Houston, you could have. Like, Ross Houston, he's a good fighter, but is he on that level? Probably not. So give him those guys. He keeps knocking out. Just let him build it up. Like, he's. I doubt he's going to. Like, if he fights Lima again, I think was going to finish him again.
0: Well, he's delusional because oh. he's saying that. Yeah. There's an art. We have a DJ pen, but he said after his fight, he's like, Basically, Douglas Lim is ducking me. He doesn't want this. He knows it's gonna happen the second time. I was winning the first fight until I got caught. This guy's this guy's he's his own biggest fan, bro. He really is. Like, and you know, it's good to have confidence and stuff. But I like guys who are humble, man. This guy got absolutely brutally knocked out in that first fight. Call. I don't see a rematch winning differently. Having said that, I do think he should fight someone decent. I think Lawrence Larkin's the fight to make. I would actually really like to see that fight. If it's a boring fight, whatever, because at least he's fighting an elite guy. I don't want to see him fight boring fights against guys like Ross Houston, who let's be honest, Ross Houston's a decent fighter, but he hadn't fought in a year and a half. He's a Cage Warriors guy, didn't have any experience here. So to me, it, it really wasn't the right test for him. Anything else you want to talk about from this card, Cole? There was a couple upsets on, on the prelims. Um, anything else you want to mention? No, I guess. All right, cool. Yeah, there's a couple of UFC guys, Alan Omer, uh Oliver Encamp, and Mads Burnell all picked up wins as big, massive Bellator favorites. I think I comment here from Kevin. I thought the first fight between Ewan Bekov and Silva was a fight of the night. It was an amazing fight. And then those KOs started coming they lost any chance of the bonus. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, fights, uh, fight cards like this, Cole, where there's so many good fights and so many bonus-working fights, don't you wish the UFC would just cop up a few extra bonuses once in a while? Like, come on, guys, come on, give some money out. DJ Hogan says, Sean Malley's something. big. Dude, I agree. This is exactly the guy I was thinking about. 100%, man, same guy. Actually, I was writing an article about uh, Paige yesterday and I mentioned know there's certain fighters that uh when they lose they're they're very you know dismissive of their opponents i I was kind of throwing shade at sean o'malley who is a great fighter who got caught and i i think he'll be back and i think he's gonna do well in his career but it's it's a shame when these guys don't give their opponents credit i I hate it man it just it really bothers me a lot like you lost you got knocked out like give your opponents some credit man anyways call okay so we're we're done with deltour guys um UFC, on okay, actually, there's two cards this week, but I'll do Bellator Thursday by myself. So I'll do that Thursday morning, 10 a.m. I'll do Bellator, Cyborg, Cow. We only have one fight uh, with odds for that right now. Yeah, I know. It's gonna come out Thursday morning, Cole. You know it, right? Probably after I do my podcast. But uh, this weekend, guys, UFC on ESPN Plus 38, aka UFC Fight Island 6. Ortega, there's the Korean Zombie. I think it's a really good card, Cole. Just while I'm pulling it up, can you just give your thoughts on this card as a whole?
1: I mean, this is a fight I'm really looking forward to. It sucks. It's the same night as the big boxing fight, Lomachenko Lopez, which I really want to watch. So hopefully those those fights don't interfere because I think Lomachenko Lopez is one of the best boxing fights. But this is one of, obviously I'm going to be watching this one if they're on the same time. But this fight has had to happen for so long. I'm really interested to see what Ortega looks like. Pretty good. Like it's, It's obviously not the best card. There are some good fights I want to see. There are some fights where it's like, ah, whatever. But it... The main event is what's selling this card.
0: I, I agree with that, Cole. You know, it's it's so weird. I've been writing. I just did my preview yesterday. I, I wrote Korean Zombie versus Ortega, and then I realized I had to switch it around because Ortega's ranked two. He hasn't fought in two years. He's ranked number two. I don't, how is he not taking another rankings? He's a good fighter, but come on. That's, to me, there's got to be like, Cole, like at, at some point where they say, you know what, we're going to take you out of the rankings because of inactivity. And I know this guy's had some injury issues and stuff, but I mean, come on. Anyways, this card looks pretty good to me. Um, there's a lot of fights on here that I think could end in an upset. And I'm definitely picking a couple, so let's get right into UFC Fight Island 6. Now I'm going to use the tap- topology uh, bout order. They do list seven main card fights, so I'm assuming it's going to be six, so probably one of them gets bumped to the prelims. I don't know which fight that will be, but we'll start with uh, the first fight they have listed here. It's a lightweight bout between Firas Ziam and Jamie Malarkey, and right now we have very close odds. Malarkey minus 140, Ziam
1: plus 120, who's your pick? I like Jamie malarkey here he looked really good against bradadell that was one of the best fights and he took a lot of damage and i actually like him taking a year off just to heal up his brain one well out because he took a lot of damage in that fight frosty didn't really impress you that much he also hasn't fought in over a year lost to don madge pretty lackluster fight i wasn't even super high on him getting into the ufc and then that fight kind of made me not really high on him i actually really like the odds of malarca i think this is a I really like Malarkey in this fight. I think he's the better striker. I think this is going to be a striking matchup. I think he hits more power. If he could take Bradadell's punches, I can't see ZM landing anything hard because I think ZM's punches aren't that hard. I don't think he hits as hard as Adele, So I think Malarkey is going to be able to just walk down ZM, kind of peg him apart. Will he be able to get a knockout? I'm not too sure, but I like Malarkey, and I think this is a pretty good price to pay for him.
0: Yeah, this is a pretty competitive fight. I think I, I feel like ZM can have a better performance. You know, you look at back at that fight with Don Match, who, by the way, is a very underrated fighter. I'd love to see him be more active. I don't know what's, what's going on with him, probably injuries and stuff, but looking at the stats of that fight, he landed 10 si- significant strikes in 15 minutes. That is pathetic. Are you kidding me? That's terrible. So to me, that's a massive issue here against a guy like Valarkey, who is a, a volume striker. I mean, he landed a lot against Brad Riddell um, and to me, he's a lot tougher. Uh, I just I like Malarkey here, Cole, as well. Now, having said that, it's just one of those fights where I feel like this guy's Yam could have a year off and come back as a different fighter. So I'm staying away from this one, Cole, because you know Malarkey is a guy that he has lost three times. Both guys have, so he could lose this fight. But overall, I lean towards him slightly just because that Reddell fight, quite frankly, that fight was incredible. People should go back and watch that fight if they haven't seen it. So my picks is going to be Jamie Malarkey, but it's not really a fight that I'm interested in betting on personally. I think there's some other, uh, some other spots in this card I prefer. Jamie Gidley. Hey, what's up, man? Hey guys, hope you're doing well. You too, buddy. Hope everything's well. All right. So next fight call, Syed Nurmagomedov against Mark Striegel at 135. Right now we have Syed Nurmagomedov minus 425. Mark Striegel plus, 4, plus 340. Who's your pick?
1: I like Saiden Nurmagomedov, but this is, it's dogger pass. I like Nurmagomedov. I don't, I would only really like him at like minus 170. I think this is a close fight. The odds. I think the last name is what's getting a lot of people just to uh, blindly go, oh, I'm not going let me just throw him in my parlay. Just, like, stuff like that that's getting is, like, he's coming off a loss to Rony Barcells, which, all right, isn't a bad loss, but he does have some good wins. Uh, Ricardo Ramos win, Anderson Dos Santos, uh Justice Scoggins, like, um, Mark Striegel, UFC debut, he's supposed to fight Timor Valiev in August. That fight didn't happen, but. I just think the wrong man is probably better on the ground. I think that's where the fight's going to take place. I think he might even be able to snip Mark Strigo, but there's absolutely no way I'm betting that kind of money. There's really all the value is on Mark Strigo because I wouldn't be surprised if he pulls off the upset.
0: Yeah, this one is uh, definitely interesting. I think I- I'm with you, Cole. I think that people are blindly throwing him in because the last name too, you know, Saeed is, he's a decent fighter. He's a good prospect, but you know, he hasn't fought in a year and honestly, like the fight with Scoggins, he could have lost that fight. And also, the fight with Marcellus, he did lose. So to me, like this guy, he does have holes in his game. I don't know enough about Striegel to go and pick him out right here, Colt. Like I know he's got a lot of wins, 18-2 record with one no contest, but I don't like the fact he has a fought in a year and a half. That's a long layoff in my opinion. And uh, you know, you're looking at his resume. Yes, he has fought in one championship, but the guys he fought are, are not very good. So that level of competition does worry me, but this guy's a bit of a wild card. I'm with Cole. I think it's dog or pass personally. I'm going to take Saeed Nurmagomed I think he probably wins the decision. Maybe, maybe taps out this guy with the submission, but I'm modest confidence line indicates. Turned up at May. Malarkey opens as a big dog. Now he's a favorite, which I think is right. I don't know why the open uh, ZM at plus two, minus 235.
1: That's kind of nuts. What were you saying, Cole? No, oh, if you got plus money on Malarkey, that's a great That
0: was plus, I don't know who even got that. I mean, it must have not been up that long. Let me take a look. See how long, like the, if you look at the line, literally. Oh, I see what happened. I think it might have been a misprint, guys, because I'm looking at it right now. Um, at on Thursday, October first, 11:58, open at plus 200. At, uh, yeah, a couple hours later, it went to minus 105. So it might have been a misprint. Either way, if you got plus 200, that's that's a great bet. I would, yeah, you know, if Malarkey's plus money for sure, you got to take a shot at him for because he should be favored. I, I just think at minus 140, it's it's a little uh, more of an you fight. For me, Kevin Scott. When you get there, is on draw lines make any sense? We'll talk about that fight in a few minutes. I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, let's go to the next fight here. Call it is a oh man, a light heavyweight bow between Gadzimir of Antigo and Maxine Grishin. I, I'll tell you guys, this to me this is the worst fight in the card personally. So I, I'm not really excited about this one right now. We have Grishin somehow is a huge favorite, minus three sixty five. Gadzimir of Antigo plus three hundred five. What are your thoughts on this fight Cole? Well, honestly, I'm not excited about this fight at all. This is the worst fight in the card.
1: Yeah, I don't think, I don't really expect much. I like Christian here. I don't really put much stock into his UFC debut. That's up heavyweight against Marcy Deborah, who just out-wrestles everyone. I Back to, like, heavyweight where he should be. I think he's actually a pretty good light-heavyweight prospect. I am pure fate on anti Love. Antikulov's last three fights, first-round submission losses, or first-round losses to Ayn Kutulava, uh, Mikhail Olyushaychuk, and Paul Craig. I'm not really high on all Chuck that much. Paul Craig to get tapped out that early. And then even Jan Kutilava to finish the first round. I think Maxine Grisham can take him down to the ground, submit him probably first, second round, get his first UFC win, and Antikulov gets cut.
0: I love you. Cole, how can you call a guy a prospect though? He's 36, bro. He's 30, he's older than me, man. He's not a prospect. Come on, he's not a prospect. Well, who? Who did
1: I say prospect? Oh, I didn't mean to. Okay, okay. I
0: was <laughs> like, look at his age. I'm like, what Cole, Come on. I don't know guys, like, listen, the type were absolute trash. Um, he survived so good for him. The fights at PFL were not that exciting either. I, I just think this guy, he's got that boring type of grinding style that you can win fights with. And I think that's what the odds makers are seeing here. Gadzimir of gulov Cole, he has, I think he's got about three minutes of cardio, maybe last two minutes of cardio. This guy has one of the worst gas tanks in the division. He's, his last three fights have been terrible performances getting stopped in the first round, all three fights um yeah i i i you know Christian could get a finisher in my opinion you know it's possible i know he's more of a decision machine i am kind of leaning towards that call i think he just kind of grinds the dude out it wouldn't surprise me if he gets into the ground and taps him over the submission so my picks me grishan here i don't like the line though i'll be honest it, it's a heavy it's a light heavyweight fight between two guys that do have power um at times so i i think it's dogger pass but there's no way how i'm putting money on gadsmer and i'm telling you guys As your friend, do not bet on Gadzamura because as someone who's picked him for like this last bunch of fights. Oh, you picked him against
1: Paul Craig.
0: This guy never wins, Cole. I I am never picking this guy again. Seriously. I don't want to pick Christian either, but I have to pick someone. But I am never picking Antiulov again. I don't even care if he wins this fight. This guy is he's not reliable. You want to bet on reliable fighters that go in there and put on good, solid performances. This guy is a complete wall card. Let me stay away from this one. Next up, John Young Park against John Phillips at 185. Right now we have uh John Young Park minus 255, John
1: Phillips plus 215. Who's your pick? Again, this card is like I don't love these lines. I don't think this line should be that wild. Like John, o- I'm picking John o- Park because it really comes down to can John Phillips land the knockout punch. I don't see it happening. I think Park is a lot faster, better footwork. He hasn't been caught before. The way to beat John o- Park is to submit him. John Phillips has absolutely no takedowns or no takedown defense. I wouldn't even be surprised if parks the one to initiate the wrestling here just because on the feed, i think it's pretty even i like john L. park but again way too high of a line but i wouldn't even bet on john phillips i think this is just a pass a fight i think i like park probably decision. maybe he ends up finishing like a ground pound or something uh ground pound john phillips out yeah
0: kind of weird matchmaking here you know john phillips has he's really struggled in the ufc uh one in four record the last fight with cams i mean it was an absolute mauling now, he did have the win over Amadoski, which shows that at times this guy can land that big punch. That's pretty much his only weapon, Cole. He's got that big right hand. So, or it was actually an overhand left, excuse me, but still, he's got one, he's got his ability to knock someone with a punch and that's all he can do. Otherwise, he's a very limited fighter. Johnny Park, uh, I think he's looked pretty good in the UFC. The Barrio fight, looking back, that's probably a better win than than looked at the time, Cole, because Barrio looked really outstanding in his last fight against Pichota. And then the Hernandez fight, yeah, he did lose that fight, but you know, Hernandez is a decent prospect. Uh, this guy has fought a decent level of competition over in Asia. Overall, I, I think he is the better fighter. Uh, I don't love the line, but I think he wins this fight, guys. And most likely, he does stop John Phillips. I don't think John Phillips is going to be able to go the full three rounds. You know, Looking at his career, how many decisions does he have? Not many. Like the fight with Jack Marshman where neither guy did anything with the full three. They were like friends or something. They had a lot of respect. There was nothing going on in that fight. I, I don't. I, I think this fight probably ends at a distance. Uh, I'll take John and Park Cole. Um, you know, Looking at John Phillips' record, the submissions are a problem. So I've probably been taken by submission. That'll be uh, my pick here. I-, I do like Park. I just wish the line was a little bit uh, tighter so you could bet on it. Um, Jillian Robertson and Pollyanna Botello is next up, 125. I think you interviewed Jillian, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, So you could talk about that later. Um, right now we have Jillian Robertson is a minus 235 favorite, Pollyanna Botello plus 195. Who's your pick?
1: I don't understand this smash at all. I thought Jillian Robertson was going to get a rank girl. Paulina Patello, although she has looked okay in the UFC, she hasn't really fought. Look at who she's fought. Laura Mueller, Suri Pearl Gonzalez. I actually, and, her, and then she lost to Nita in the first round. I honestly don't think any of her wins. I don't really know if any of those three girls are still in the UFC at all. I know Pearl Gonzalez isn't. I like Jillian Robertson here. I expect her to finish this fight rather quickly. I think she's going to take Patello down. I think she's either going to smit her or similar to Sarah Perota, just get on top mount, just land down, elbows, and punches. It is a pretty price, a pretty high price to pay out. I think Robertson's a pretty good parlay piece if you want to do something like that. But I think Robertson inside the is minus 130. Normally, I like picking like a TKO or submission, but Jillian Robertson, you don't really know. She sometimes goes to the submissions, sometimes just tries to ground pad someone out. So I think minus 130 for Robertson inside the distance would probably be my bet on this fight.
0: Yeah, no, I really like Robertson here for sure. Um, I'll be honest, I guess I definitely slept on her in the last fight against Casey. I thought that'd be a good fight for Casey. She proved to me that she is a dangerous fighter, and I like how she bounced back from the loss of Barber. Like she bounced back really nicely. Um, she's still super young, 25 years old. She has a lot of experience for her age, and she's had some amazing fights in the UFC. I mean, she's had some hiccups local Like, she's not unbeatable, she can definitely lose. I think that's probably why they slowed the roll with her. I I agree. I thought she'd get a top 15 opponent at least, but they're kind of going slow with her right now because they did see the fight with Barber and the way she lost, I guess. Uh, But Tello, I haven't been too impressed with her. I know she's got a couple wins. The condo win was nice. She did knock her out in that fight. Um, But the fight with Calvillo bothers me a lot. I mean, getting submitted in the first round. Jillian Robertson's ground game is super dangerous. I think she wins by submission, Cole. So that's my pick here. Jillian Robertson by submission mine's 235 I'm, i like her here cole i like her quite a bit so i would play julian robertson in some capacity either you play her straight parlay or you look at a prop like cole mentioned i i like her a lot in this fight guys i think she wins for sure julian robertson by submission let's get uh team canada back in the winning ways all right now the next fight according to topology is on the main card but they have seven cards there's seven fights listed on the main cards so this might be a prelim either way a very uh anticipated ufc debut your call for matthias gamrot as he takes on Gurum. Kudal, uh, sorry, Kudad, Kud, oh god, Kudad Lati. Uh, this was a tough one, guys. I'm just gonna call him Gurum. This is a really tough one. Apologies, guys. Uh, Gamrod right now, minus uh 290 and Gurum plus 245. I want to see you try the last name, but give me your pick on this. One. Uh, yeah, I'm not trying. Right, right.
1: um, I don't love the line again. Like, I, I keep on saying this. Like, I Gamrod's good, like, he has. What two wins over uh, Stormer Norman Park, which is good at KSW? He has that no contest to Norman Park. He's a really good striker, a lot of knock power. But I really like about him, he's a really good grappler. Like he was at uh, the 2019 ADCCs, lost to Gary Tonin in the first round, which isn't a bad loss. We obviously know how good Gary Tonin's jiu jitsu is. So saw someone, if you even qualify for ADC- ADCC, you're really good at jiu jitsu. So he's a very well renowned fighter. I think he's better on the feet than Garam. I think he's better on the ground than Garam. I think he's going to finish Grimm eventually. He's a, We've seen him get submitted early on in his career that was in 2015 since then, just ride off a bunch of wins. No real notable guys, but I like Gamera out here, whether it's by knockout or by sub. I like him to finish this fight. But again, it's kind of a high-priced pay for a UFC newcomer. If you're going to bet against the guy,
0: at least try his last name. Come on. give me Give me one time. Let's go. Come on. You gotta hear it.
1: What, Kudaladze?
0: Kud- well, oh, I think you probably got it. That's probably what it is. I completely butchered. and I apologize again. That's a tough one for me. I'm with you, Cole. I like Gamrod too, but again, you know, UFC debut, um, kind of short notice. And I think Gurum's a bit of a wild card too. I mean, what do we really know about either of these guys? Uh, Gamrod, we know that he is dangerous. We saw him in KSW, I mean, the guy's good. But Gurum, I don't think a lot of people probably have seen a lot of his fights, Cole. he's coming off a nice win streak here, Cole. Eight straight wins. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to pick Gamrot. Everyone's talking about this guy. Everyone's saying this guy is the next big thing. I tend to see that as well from what I've seen from him. But this Groom guy, just based on a on quick look I took at him, um, he looks kind of dangerous. My pick's going to be Gamrot. I'm going to look into Groom a little bit more this week. But uh, I just, I don't love the odds against a guy like this Cole. Um, would you say Stogger pass then?
1: Uh, not really, because I think Gamrot probably does win, but I just wouldn't. I'd have to look for something, maybe like a on into the distance, or like maybe you don't even play that, and you do like in over one and a half or something. So you get both right. sides because I don't think this fight will end in the first round. I think it's going to go second, third round. Yeah,
0: yeah, we'll see what happens there. uh Next up, we have Claudio Silva against James Cross. I actually really like this fight. This is a good fight. Right now, we have James Cross minus one seventy, Claudio Silva plus one fifty.
1: Who's your pick? The James Cross or Claudio Hannibal Silva? I like James Cross. I got a chance to talk to him. Uh, two week notice, short fight. Uh, two week notice, short notice. But this is basically like a in full camp after his last fight, taking on twenty four hours. But I like James Cross here. He's been to fight Island. He knows what fight Island's like. He's coached a lot. And what's really interesting is he said if he didn't fight now, he wasn't gonna fight for the rest of the year just because he's so busy. He has like Megan Anderson's title fight. He has Grant Dawson. He said Tim Elliott's getting a fight soon. So yeah, you have a lot of he's obviously a really busy coach And the thing is, even though he's not fighting, he's always active. He's always in the room training. Because he's helping prepare is like Grant Dawson, Anderson, all those kind of guys. So he's always in shape because he's always training. So he's always ready. That's why he's over these short notice fights. And Claudio Silva, I think, is a uh, plays right into what James Krause wants to do. Claudio Silva likes to go down and smit people. You aren't gonna smit James Krause. James Krause is so hard to smit. I actually think James Kraus is the better submission guy. And I think James Kroos has better uh, cardio. I think if Silva can't get Krause out of there in the first round, he's gonna be in trouble. I won't be surprised if Silva wins first down and Krause wins the second or third. I like James Krause by decision and um, you can't even really look at Krause's fight because he actually had better cardio than Trevor Giles and he took that fight literally after just drinking a can of Coke to get to like 183. So I like James Krause by decision here.
0: Both of guys are really good man. James Krause and Claudio Silva have been money trains for people, they've been betting on them. It's been mostly money trains the last couple of years. James Krause, I mean the guy's blessed physically 6'2", 75 inch reach, he's a long lean guy. He's good at striking, he's got a good ground game, his wrestling is improving. He's just a good fighter, man, and he's got a high fight IQ, he's a good coach. I like James Krause a lot. Claudio Silva is a guy that's super underrated, though. No one ever talks about this guy, Cole. You know, I remember him years ago. He fought Leon Edwards and uh, used to do the podcast with uh, Luca and Nick, and I think I was the only guy who picked Silva at that time uh, in that fight, and I've been picking him every fight since then, and he's won all his fights in the UFC. I'm not going to stop now. I mean, James Cross is a good fighter. Don't get me wrong. I think this fight's a pick-em-fight. I'm going to take the plus 150 on Claudio Silva, guys. I think you can grind out James Cross and you just take him down, hold him there, win a boring fight. That's how I think this one's going to go, Cole. I'll take a dog here. I'm going to take a shot on uh, Claudio Hannibal Silva by decision. What are the odds on that? Claudio Silva by decision is plus 555. Holy crap. Yeah. Put a few bucks on that, guys, I think. Because I think this guy's a good chance to win like that. I mean, James Cross is very hard to submit. We know that. But. He has been submitted so it means possible this guy could tap him out most likely though it's gonna hold him down that's how i think it's gonna happen but we'll see we'll see i mean james cross is favored so odds makers like him here but uh, i don't know i mean he also took the fight a short notice we, just, we do have to mention that as well but uh either way he'll be in good shape it's gonna be a good fight go back and watch that Danny roberts claudio spill fight guys if you haven't seen that fight that fight's amazing yeah. that was an incredible fight next up Cole. this fight okay this would be one of my sleeper picture fight of the night uh jonathan martinez against Thomas Almeida, great fight. Right now, Cole, essentially a pick'em fight. Uh, minus 115 Martinez, minus 105 Almeida. Some
1: books have the other guy favored, so essentially a pick'em. Who's your pick? This fight's tough to call because Thomas Almeida hasn't fought in almost three years. I've never really been in Jonathan Martinez, although he won against Frankie Sands. I don't think when he gets that step up a competition, I don't think he does that well. Like, even though he knocked out uh Penguin Lee, he was losing that fight lost andre sukumtof like he doesn't hasn't fought really anyone that notable thomas almeida he's kind of like that live by the sword die by the sword he goes out he's either getting knocked out or you're getting knocked out and look at his losses rob Font, Junior rivera cody garbrandt like you really can't complain about any of those i actually like thomas almeida here and i think i'm gonna get dog money pretty soon if you look at the line all the money's been coming on jonathan martinez he's a slight dog right now but I also would be surprised if he ends up closing like plus 120. I'm going to wait on Thomas Almeida. I think he's going to get better odds. I think people are just kind of fading him for the three years. But I think he's a much better striker than Jonathan Martinez. He hits harder than Jonathan Martinez. I think eventually he's going to land on big and knock Martinez out.
0: Yeah, I respect your opinion, Cole, a lot. Uh, you know, Thomas Almeida is a guy that I used to be super high on. I, I, I thought this guy would be a champion one day. Having said that, we've seen him and he doesn't have a good chin. You know, he's got a problem with his chin, guys. And Jonathan Martinez, he's knocking everyone out. Frankie Staines was brutal. The Penguin Lu fight was absolutely uh, brutal knockout. And he should have won the fight against Andre Hill. That was a robbery. This guy's been nothing but impressive in my opinion. I've also been sleeping on him, Cole, in some of his fights, but I'm sold on this guy now. And I think his striking is, is really good. Thomas Almeida's a good striker too, but I don't trust his chain, guys. I like Jonathan Martinez here. I, re- I really like Jonathan Martinez here. I think he knocks out Thomas Almeida probably in the first round or second round. Right now we have Jonathan Martinez inside the distance, plus 245. I think that's a really good bet, personally. I don't see Tomas being able to survive the full three fights, excuse me, full three rounds. But we'll see. I mean, Almeida is a great fighter, too, and he, he's shown a lot throughout his career. But the three-year layoff, Cole, that's an automatic fade for me. So give me Jonathan Martinez here, guys, Taken by KO. Uh, next up, this fight, another fight with a crazy long here Cole, Jamie Crude against Modestus Bukowskis. And right now, we have Jamie Crude, minus 345, Bukowskis, plus 285 you that's just me right away when you saw this line you're like hey what's with this line and i'm, I'm with you i thought it was maybe a misprint again uh who's your pick by, uh in this fight Cool, well, because to me the line seems kind of nuts
1: i like jimmy crew but this is absolutely dogger pass there is no way i'm laying that kind of money on jimmy crew i think kurt's a better all-around fighter on the ground i think he's a lot better striking wise i think he's probably better but it's light heavy because because Shoney has that knockout power he's he was a cage champion and he rallied off some good wins his last fight kind of ended controversy his two losses obviously uh submit quick submission loss and then a knock loss to john redmond we'd love to get back and that it's not very good but that was early on his career jimmy crew does have the lost me shirk not but he showed pretty well like uh knocked or submitted paul craig knocked it with sam elvi uh <clears throat> the submission over Alec jake Shirk's pretty good i like crew to finish this fight but there's absolutely no way i'm betting that kind of line on this just because but I wouldn't be surprised if Pukas pulls off the upside. This is pure dog or pass. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, I don't like the line
0: at all Crew. Crude. I, I, I'm a huge fan of Crew. I've picked him in every fight, including the Circanoff fight, which he lost. But I've been picking him every fight, including the, the Contender Series fight, because uh, I remember writing an article about Hex Fight Series, like a couple of years before Oddsbreaker, And that's kind of when I got into some of these guys, like Burdell uh, uh, and all these guys that are fighting from Australia and stuff. I'm a fan of this guy. I think he's great. I think this line is stupid. I think Lukowski is getting no respect here. He's a guy that's on a seven-fight win streak right now. He's finished all his opponents. What I really like about him is when guys go for the takedown, he's super dangerous. To those downward elbows, super dangerous. That's how he knocked out Andreas Mikolaitis. That was a brutal knockout. I could see the same thing happening here. Cole. I think Crew could go for a shot, and this guy could land those nasty elbows and knock him out. Some dogs are gonna win this car. I'm gonna take a shot in this guy. I'll take i I'll take Bukowski. I think it's a close fight. I would not be surprised if Crew wins. He's a great fighter, but a plus 285 in a guy that I think is a really good shot at winning. I, I think it's a coin flip, call. honestly. I'll, I'll take Bukowskis, guys. And I will say this: I don't think this fight goes the full three rounds. I think someone gets finished. Either uh you know Crew gets the submission or Bukowskis gets a TKO win. I, I don't think this fight goes three and I, I think you agree with through on that one, Cole. Minus 385 is the line for that, by the way. Pretty crazy line. You still there, Cole? Yeah. yeah. All right, next up, Okay, this is the fight that Kevin was asking about. Jessica Andrade vs. Kaitlyn Chukagin. Jessica Andrade making her UFC flyweight debut against Chukagin, who is one of the top ranked fighters in this division. And right now, really close uh, odds. Minus 135 for Jessica Andrade, plus 115 for Kaitlyn Chukagin. Who's your
1: pick? I'm not gonna make Kevin happy. I like Kaitlyn Chukagin in this fight. I actually like her a lot. I think this is very similar to Andrade and Amunis, but Kaitlyn's bigger as, like, Kaylin has an 8-inch height advantage and a 4-inch reach advantage, and her footwork is one of the best, one of, like, in all of the women's divisions. I think she's going to be able to just use her jab, just piece up Andrade, to not let Andrade even get close to her. She does have some suspect takedown events where I wouldn't be surprised if Andrade shoots at some point, but in her last fight, her grappling was pretty impressive against uh, Antonia Shepchenko, so uh, maybe she's improved on it, but I like Chukagan just to keep Andrade to the outside, just use that jab, kind of piece her up. A three-round decision I can't see. If there's gonna be a finish, it's gonna be Andrade by knockout or or a ground pound to heel, something like that. But I like Chikagan, just use that reach, use that jab, just piece up Andrade and edge out a decision.
0: Yeah, and I forgot to mention last fight, Kalskis also has a four-inch reach advantage, which helps him here. And, and speaking about reach advantages, you look at Kaylin Chikagan in this fight call and the reach is evident, guys. 68 versus 62, six-inch reach advantage, the height's evident. My uh, five-foot nine is five-foot one. Those physical advantages, I think, are gonna be huge for here. Uh, I I like Jessica draws better as a fighter. I enjoy watching her fight a lot more. I think she's great, she's a former champ. I think she should get more respect than what she does from batters because she's been an underdog so many fights and she's won so many fights. I just think stylistically it's a bad fight for a Cole against a fighter who is arguably the best fighter in this division outside the champ Valentina. Like the fight with against Antonina was her best performance. She looked incredible. She looked like she had a fire lander and she wants to get back there. She was embarrassed in that title fight. It was an embarrassing loss. She got absolutely tooled in that fight. I feel like Cole, the size is just going to be too much for Andros to overcome. Um, I really like Jessica a lot. I met her after she won the title. She is a great person and I like her at 115 a lot more though Cole. I think 125, this is, this is why they matched her up. Cause they were like, you know what? You want to fight 125, we'll fight. Caitlyn, if she wins this fight, Cole, she will get a title shot, in my opinion. And, and Kevin, actually, this is a great point. Kevin says, Andrade had success at 135 before dropping down. She did. but well, you look at some of those fights, like, look when she fought Liz Carmouche in her debut. Liz Carmouche took her down and beat her up. She did have success, but she got beat up by a bigger fighter. Caitlyn Keegan showed that she has some wrestling in her last fight. I think she's going to use that here, Cole, takedown. Andrade and grind out a decision. So my picks to be Kaylin Chikagan. I think as a dog you have to go with her. I think she should be personally uh, the small betting favorite in this fight.
1: And, and people always say, oh, Andrade had a success. But anyway, look who she fought. She beat Sarah Moraes, Not very good. Larissa Pacheco. Not very good. A split over Raquel Pennington. And then what? Three fights later she got submitted by Raquel Pennington. Yeah. Marion Romo submitted her. Uh, she beat Jessica Penne, Or That was her starweight debut. So her wins at weight aren't that good. Like, I think people overlook that. She goes, Oh, she fought at 135, but yep. she didn't beat anyone that good.
0: I, I'm with you. And, and Kevin says he's not taking haters. She used to bartend my channel. That's pretty cool. You know, I, I personally don't really enjoy watching her fight, but we're not here to talk about the entertainment value. We're, talk, we're here to talk about who thinks going to win a fight. And I think there's value on her as an underdog. So, We'll see. Uh straight wager, how's it going, buddy? Uh he says Andrage open my 190 for what's worth. She does always get paid by wagers. It's true, she does. But I remember when I took her against Rose in the first fight, she was a, a plus money dog, although she was a dog in the last fight too, and she lost that one. Super close fight, though. I mean, people are forgetting she had a lot of success in that third round fight. But again, cool. I just feel like the size here, man, five foot nine to five foot one, 68 to sixty-two. I, I'm always gonna pick the fighter who's longer and taller in that situation. Alright, co-main event, kind of a weird co-main event. I, I I know it's a I guess it's a showcase for Gone, but either way, Cyril Gone against anti Delia. Right now we have Gone minus 525, Delia plus 415. Do you think the dog is a
1: shot? And if not, do you think there's a prop on uh, Gone that's worth betting on? I think he's a pure dog pass. I actually think Delia has yeah. a good shot of winning like there Cyril Gone, look who he's beat. Like Soa, Tantome, Tanner Bowser. Is Tanner your- was a good win, but Tanner Bowser fits right into a style of striking guy. Delia's a He's had success in KSW and Risen. Like, he has some good wins. I think he's being well overlooked. Like, just for example, like, Dantel Mays or Silagon wasn't even a – he closed at minus 275 against Dantel Mays. I would pick Dali against Dantel Mays any single day of the week, so I don't know why this line is like this. Like, I think there is a – if you're going to bet it's pure dogger pass, I think you have to look for a prop on Silagon. I don't think he's worth throwing in your parlay at minus, like, 525 minus 600. Like, he's not going to add much. Maybe you look like Gone inside the dens is minus 190, but still that's a pretty average price play. And we've seen Gone go to this before, but my pick's still gone, but I just don't even really see a way to bet this fight. I like Gone too,
0: and the line is definitely high. I mean five minus 525 wow, but Gone should win this fight. This guy is a prospect, man. He is special, I think. I, this guy will be a top 10 fighter for years to come, in my opinion. I, I just think he's super well radical. I know his level competition has been great. Let's be honest. The poster fight was a great win, but the other guys Maze, Pessoa, those guys are borderline UFC fighters. But still, the boxer fight was impressive. This guy's had problems getting fights this year. The fight with Shamil got canceled a few times. I think he's going to be ready to fight in this fight. Anti Delia, he is coming off three straight wins. He is a guy with experience fighting for KSW, PFL, Risen. And I think he actually beats a lot of guys in the heavyweight division right now. But I just don't like him here against Gone. I would pick Gone against most guys in this division. I'm not going to stop here. Give me Cyril Gone. Now the question is, how does he finish the fight? That's why I asked Cole. Does he win decision or is he finish it? It's really tough to say, in my opinion. I think it can go either way. So I probably would stay away from the props here. Um the, the the money line's high, so you're gonna have to look at a prop if you want to go crazy on this one. But uh yeah, I, I I like Gone, but I just I don't know if it's gonna be a decision or, or a stoppage. All right, cool. Finally, we've arrived at the main event. Chance on Jung Korean zombie against Brian Ortega. The Korean zombie minus 175, Brian Ortega plus 155. Who's your pick?
1: Man, this fight is so hard to call just because you don't know what Ortega's been working. On. That's why I talk like I talked to Eddie Shaw, like Korean zombie strength coach. I'm like, how do you even prepare for a guy that you haven't seen since uh what almost three or two years now? He's like, it, it is he made it like it's hard So this camp has just been fully focused on improving Korean zombie because you don't know if Ortega how much his striking has improved or maybe spoke just focused on his wrestling because everyone talks about Ortega can spin anyone. Ortega has a 16% takedown rate. That is terrible for someone that likes to get the fight down to the ground. How has he not improved his wrestling at all? Like, that's why I have picked Korean Zombie. I can't see Ortega get his way down the guard. he has a 16% takedown rate, Korean Zombie is a 77% takedown defense. I can't see Ortega taking him down at all. I think this is similar to Max Holloway, like Brian Ortega. Korean Zombie just picks him apart, but Korean Zombie hits a lot harder than Max Holloway. And I actually think Zombie's going to put Ortega away. Probably second, third round. I can't see it being like a first round knockout. Ortega does have a good chance, but I think eventually Zombie's punches are just going to. Land and he's gonna drop Ortega, finish him off TKO, and get the win.
0: I really like Korean Zombie in this fight, too. Uh, you have to, like, first off, and DJ, who <coughs> tears off. Yeah, we really have no idea how Brian take is gonna look, but more often than not, guys that have long layoffs don't look that good in their return. um I like Brian Ortega a lot, he's a good fighter. I just don't like the match for Here's the problem, Cole Zombie's never been submitted, and Ortega is a submission artist. He could knock him out, it's possible. And the thing about ortega is some of these knockouts he has are kind of the crazy ones like the one against clay gear and me knee that came out of nowhere or the one against edgar the punch that came out of nowhere right that's the kind of knockout that could knock out of you look at the george root fight You look at the fight with Yair Rodriguez. he gets caught with these crazy strikes and gets KO'd other than that i, I like him here i mean the only way he loses it is he gets caught other other than that goal, i think he wins everywhere i believe he'll be able to keep this fight standing i think ortega's gonna have a problem getting to the ground and i see him battering all the feet just like the max Holloway fight I didn't even realize until I was looking at the stats last night, Max Holloway landed 290 significant strikes in that fight. I was at that fight. No, you were too cool. That's the UFC record for most strikes in a, in a, in a fight three or five rounds, it's 290 significant strikes. So we'll take as a fun two years. He doesn't have Henry Gracie in his corner. He, his cornerman Cole, who tested positive for COVID. He's not going to make the trip over. I think that it's another uh, thing to keep in mind. Um, I, overall, I just like, I like to uh, zombie a lot. Now the question is, does he finish or is he get a decision? I'm leaving a finish. I think he will knock him out. I don't know when it's going to happen though, but you look at zombie inside distance, minus 105. You look at fight doesn't go the distance, minus 300. I think you, you could parlay that, I think, because I don't see this fight going the full three. Kevin Scott, regarding gambling of big favorites, I've recently really changed my approach with stuffing their parlays together, betting on their method of victory, and been much more successful. And Straight Wager says, Straight wager, your plays, Kevin. Three on being a profitable wagerer. I like that, guys. Good positivity in there. And I'm with you guys. I mean, yeah, some of these big favorites most often you have to look at a prop to, to to really get maximized value. All right, cool. We only have a few minutes left now. There's a few things I do want to talk about. Um, let's talk about Conor McGregor. So right now it looks like the Poirier fight is a possibility, but now there's Manny Pacquiao in the mix. He signed with Paradigm. Call. What's going on with Conor McGregor? Do you think they're going to get the fight done with Dustin Poirier and do you think it'll get done before the end of 2020 or do you think something else is going to happen with Conor?
1: Well, that's a big thing. And Conor basically said it's Poirier in 2020 or unboxing Manny Pacquiao. Like It's 2020 or bust. So if the UFC, the UFC has to be stupid. Poria said, I'm good for November or December. November, right now, obviously, has the two title fights Shevchenko, uh, Maya, and Fayeredo Perez. If you put McGregor on that fight, that's massive. Like, yeah. and then you put the flyweight division, a lot more eyes are gonna be on the flyweight division because you have McGregor. The problem is, does the UFC want to pay all those pay-per-view points because the champions get pay-per-view points? You know, is gonna bring all those in. The December card. Maybe right now you lost Usman Burns. Maybe you put McGregor, you only have Nunes Anderson. Maybe you just give Nunes that bump and say, look, you've been such a good champion. You can be on the McGregor card, get your pay for your points, get some more money because you're on the McGregor card and end of the year with McGregor Poirier. It should happen. Will it happen? I don't know. I'm kind of like 50-50 whether or not it happens. Yeah. I don't know either.
0: I hope it happens. I'd like to see it. I wanted to see Ferguson Poirier, but you know, it looks like that fight's not happening. Uh Ferguson Chandler could be a possibility. We'll see you guys. I think a lot of questions are gonna be answered in a week, in a week and a half. We just gotta see what happens at the main event call between Habib and uh and uh Because cool, maybe they're waiting for Connor to fight the winner of that fight. Maybe that's what the USC's plan is. They're just gonna give Connor a title shot. It's possible, right? Got a question here from DJ Hooligan. Any news on Rodolph Vier? He was supposed to fight, I think, last week, right? And yeah,
1: against got Perez. COVID nineteen,
0: I think, right? He had COVID. I'm not sure. Well either way he's out of the fight. It might not have been COVID, it could have been an injury, but either way he's out. So hopefully he's able to fight So He's a really good prospect to 185. we I don't even know if he's a pro he's in his 30s, isn't he? I don't even know. Um talk about a couple fighting outside. We gonna have a couple minutes here. Uh our boy over at BJPan.com, Al Zulino, got the news today, got the scoop call. Ronaldo Jacques Ray Souza will be fighting against Marvin Vittorio. UFC 256, the card we we're just talking about. Love the matchmaking here. I, I definitely like it for both guys. First off, Jacques Ray. He's not ranked in the top 15 because he went to light heavyweight, but otherwise he would be ranked. He'd be in the top 10, um, considering he has that KO win over Wyman, who's, I think, number nine. So I think Jockery would probably be about eight in the division, and Vittori wanted to step up. i like to fight a lot, Cole. I'm not going to give a pick right now, obviously, but uh, what do you think of the matchmaking?
1: Yeah, he was actually supposed to fight Omari like, Akhmadov like, uh, like on the card. It was the yeah. rematch. I'm not sure why we had over through, but it's actually a better matchup for Vittori. Like, not stylistically wise they're pretty similar, but just a bigger name, a winner of is way more weight than omar akhmadov is coming up lost to chris weidman so good sum of retorium. pretty good fight i honestly don't really know who i'm gonna pick i'm yeah i see what the odds are like cause i actually could see both i could see a case uh both guys as the favorite
0: yeah it's a great fight i like when you don't really know who's going to be favored in the fight uh the other fight, and this is a guy you're really high on cole uh it He'd be taking a Nicholas dolby what do you think of this matchup because there are really high on this prospect
1: yeah, yeah, I like the Cossie brothers. They're both really good guys. They're both really confident. There, I don't think a lot of people are going to like them. They're both really cocky, confident guys. They <laughs> both said, "Oh, we're going to have both belts. We're going to win the both the uh, welterweight and lightweight titles on the same day." And then he's going to vacate welterweight. He's going to move up to middleweight. I'm going to win the welterweight, and he's going to win the middleweight. We're both going to be champ champs, and they're both cocky guys. But the good match Nicholas Dalby, we saw as he got knocked out Jesse Ronson. He's a guy that is a good ufc welterweight let's see how good this Koski guy is if he beats Dolby, he's right up there you can get uh you can get like a top 20 guy
0: i like it too cole i think that's it i mean we, we have a minute left so go ahead and plug all your stuff cole. i know you have a great show this week for fans over at bj pen
1: radio yeah twitter echo show 91 this week the show is jan Blahovich, uh james kraus jillian robertson modesto So i have fighter picks for the main event and yesterday we actually I had talked to Eddie Chaw, so that's up there. Koreans obviously trying coach about the a big game plan for this fight.
0: Good job, Cole. Yeah, Cole's killing him. Man. He's, he's grinding, and go and check out his podcast as well, guys. For me, you can follow me on Twitter at Ann Adam, Adam Martin. Of course, I'm available at maodsbreaker.com. Uh, we have the podcast available on our YouTube channels. You guys are watching. Also, it's on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast. Try to get out there as, as much as I can. So if you guys can you know, spread the word, I appreciate it. Love doing the show with you guys every Tuesday and Thursday at 10 a.m. here. Uh, on the Now, the other thing I want to mention is my article at mmaradings.net uh, about Joaquin Buckley. I appreciate sure you guys check that article out. Again, I, I ask, is he going to be a superstar? Is he going to have his 50 minutes of fame? And also at bjpen.com, we have a ton of news. Uh, we got about 30 seconds left. Coles, or anything else you wanted to throw out there before we get out of here? Nope. Okay. And got st- straight wager said, thanks guys. No, thank you, man. Really appreciate it. And I, I know who you are, bro. And we've talked on DM. So I really appreciate you uh, checking us out, man. And I uh, hope your, uh, your uh, cousin's doing really well as well. Have a great day guys. I'll be back Thursday at 10 AM. I'll be breaking out Bellator, Chris Cyber versus Arlene Blanco.